Welcome to the Diabetics Doing Things podcast. We're back with new episodes in 2017, telling the amazing stories of type 1 diabetics across the world. I'm your host, Rob Howe, and if you'd like to get involved with Diabetics Doing Things, all you have to do is shoot me an email or reach out via Instagram. Hey everyone, before we get started, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. We had a great first year of the podcast, but none of it would have been possible without you and your support. I love getting messages, emails, and comments from type 1 diabetics all over the world. It really makes my day. So keep sharing, searching, and commenting, and I'll keep tracking down the people behind the amazing type 1 stories out there. This episode is sponsored by Tribal. A lot of you know that I frequently do Whole30s. I just finished my sixth one. And the hardest part is finding a Whole30 compliant way to treat a low blood sugar. Tribal makes delicious cold-pressed juices right here in Dallas, so they're local to me, and I thought I'd give them a shot. Not only are their juices Whole30 compliant, only real ingredients, no flavors or sugar added, but they're certified organic and super portable. I just toss a bottle in my backpack or gym bag, and I don't have to worry about getting caught with nothing to treat a low blood sugar. Check them out at livetribal.com or on Instagram at livetribal. That's L-I-V-E tribal. I drink it, I love it, and if you're in Dallas, you can too. They're growing, just like diabetics doing things, so if you're not in Dallas, just be patient. And keep an eye on their Instagram to see when they're expanding. Thanks to Tribal for helping me through this whole 30 and for being a great partner. Now, let's get back to the episode. Hello and welcome back to Diabetics Doing Things. Uh, We're back with new episodes in 2017 and I'm very excited to uh, introduce my guest to you guys today. Uh, Paloma Guerrero is my guest from Los Angeles, or from Phoenix, excuse me, not Los Angeles. (laughs) Hi everyone, I'm so excited to be here with Rob. Uh, And some of you guys might know her better as uh, Glitter Glucose uh, on Instagram. Um, Tell us a little bit about uh, your Glitter Glucose brand, Glitter Glucose brand. Sorry, my cat is being super loud right now. <laughs> we, we, we've both got animal technical difficulties today. It's just the, <laughs> it's the reality. Animals like to party on a Friday night. <laughs> yes. I swear my cat's a diabetic alert cat. Anytime I'm not feeling well, he stays right by my side. But... <clears throat> Sorry. Anyway, so I have been known as Glitter Glucose Online for a little over a year now. And it... You know, I've been diabetic almost four years now, and I had no diabetic friends. I didn't know, you know, I I just felt like I was going through it all alone, and I started searching the diabetic hashtag, and I started seeing all these diabetic accounts. I'm like, I want to be friends with these people. So I created Glitter Glucose, and I entered this whole community of diabetics and Ever since my life has just changed so much for the better. Did you uh, did you have any like diabetic friends before or, uh, before you started searching for the hashtags or like in your kind of everyday real life? I guess. No, I had never met another diabetic. I never like chatted with another diabetic online. Nothing. I, as far as I knew, I was the only diabetic in the world. Huh. <laughs> uh, I have a very similar story. I think like. Uh... I was never like ashamed or introverted about my diabetes, but I sort of just 
lived with it and kind of carried it along on my own. It wasn't something that I broadcast. And then I sort of did the same thing. I decided I wanted to get involved. And then I found this entire community that honestly is growing, I think, a lot. Like really over the last like six to nine months, it just seems there's a lot more people online sharing their stories. Really? there. I feel the same way. So many people coming together. Everybody... It, as soon as I see someone who says like T1D in their name, I'm like, oh, adding, you're my die buddy now. Like, it's it's so wonderful that we can all connect and all feel like we have a space and we have somebody. Like, we're stronger together. We definitely are. Um, what made you What made you start uh, and kind of go down that road with glitter glucose? Ah, wow, it's a tongue twister too. Glitter <laughs> glucose. I'm, I'm struggling on that second L. Yeah, I've heard that before. That it's a tongue twister. <laughs> Well, like I said, I just felt so lonely for so long, and I felt I don't want anyone else to ever feel the way I did. So that's when I started reaching out to people, talking with people, sharing my story, and like I always say, I love to share me too's with other people because, you know, whatever's happened to you, I'm sure I've been through it too, and, you know, sharing, I was not the most well-controlled diabetic, you know, in my early years, I, I still am not a perfect diabetic, but having those connections with all these people sharing tips and tricks, it's, it's so valuable to me. And I just, that's why I'm so active with glitter glucose and, um, any diabetic organization I can get involved with because, you know, we give and take from each other. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, the idea that um, we all wrestle with sort of that self-acceptance that there really isn't a perfect diabetic, um, and, you know, we kind of are our own worst enemy or our own harshest critics at times because, uh, you know, we think that we've got to have a perfect blood sugar all the time, and it's so great to go out there and see somebody that you might think of as like a perfect diabetic or, you know, somebody that you look at or an account that you follow, and they're like, wow, I'm having a tough day today. Uh, you know, woke up with a low blood sugar or I'm having a high blood sugar or whatever the case may be. Um, and just kind of, like you said, sharing and, and saying, hey, me too. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I'm not even wearing my pump right now because I checked my blood sugar like two hours ago. I was 390. I have no idea why that's so high. So I corrected and clearly I overcorrected. So I was dropping super low. So I'm taking a little break from my pup right now. So it's it's a constant struggle, and I know other people go through the same, so why not share? Yeah, it's, it's funny. Uh, I'm on a low reservoir right now. I have about eight units left, so... Um, I was thinking about changing it, but my, I've, my sugars have been really solid and like nice and steady today. So I think I'm, it's going to run out a little bit later. I'm not going to eat anything and I might just go insulin free for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can feel like you're not diabetic for a few hours. <laughs> yeah. Take a little pump vacation. Yeah. So, uh, you mentioned four years ago, uh, so, uh, you were diagnosed a little bit later than, um, than some other of my, of my guests. Um, tell me yeah. a little bit more about uh, about your diagnosis and what that was like. So I was 23 when I got diagnosed, which, you know, for a lot of people, you know, they're diagnosed as kids. I was a adult already. I was just feeling so sick for a long time, maybe, I mean, over a year. I was just so fatigued, so sluggish. I used to beat myself up because, 
I never had any energy. I never wanted to do anything. And I just thought, I'm a young girl in my 20s and I have no energy to do anything. Like, why am I so lazy? And, you know, I just kept living that way. I would get home from work like six o'clock and I would go to sleep and, you know, I just had no energy. So eventually the extreme thirst came on and then, you know, the frequent urination and that's what's like, okay, I am, something's off here. So I started just Googling and I went on WebMD and it said diabetes. So I'm like, oh great, you know, I eat too many Cheetos, I drink too much soda and now I'm diabetic. And I went to the doctor, he's like, well, yeah, you're diabetic. He's like, but um, you're not, diabetes is not what you're describing. And it, he, he really just said, you know, he didn't really explain it that well, but he just said, you know, well, now you gotta start taking shots and you'll be fine. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, and I mean, really, in a nutshell, that's sort of that's sort of it, right? In, in, you <laughs> yeah. know, in in as many words, um, you're actually the second guest uh, I interviewed someone uh, very recently who also uh, looked up their symptoms on on WebMD and kind of took them to the doctor. Um, what was that like? Sort of, uh, I mean, obviously, every time you look up any symptoms on WebMD, it always goes to like the worst thing possible. Yeah. So um, I have a headache, and it's like you have. Cancer. Yep. <laughs> you know, so, um, I didn't want to think I was diabetic, but you know, then I started thinking, you know, well, maybe I I don't eat right, or maybe I am like overweight, and that's what a diabetic is—someone who eats bad and who's overweight. So maybe that is me, and you know, I feel like that's why. I'm so involved with glitter glucose because I hate the stigma of diabetes. And as soon as you say you have diabetes, you know, so many like ignorant things start coming back at you like, oh, so you ate too much sugar or, oh, it's, you know, so many things that people say. And I was one of those people once upon a time. So now, you know, I want to make a difference and, you know, change people's minds if I can. And because I think we're all sort of in that same boat. I mean, whether it's, uh, we know we talked about cancer earlier, whether it's diabetes or cancer or any other sort of life-threatening disease that comes on uh, and is sort of widespread, uh, mm -hmm. we don't have a lot of awareness until it affects either us or somebody close to us generally. Um, so, you know, what is that? Have you been successful in doing? And how do you how do you say? You know, every time you educate someone on what type one diabetes is, um, you know, what are those conversations like? How does that come up? You know, I feel like initially I was on the defense mode all the time. Like, no, it's not because uh, I eat too much sugar, or no, you know, I was so defensive initially. And but now that I'm more comfortable with being diabetic, I think it's just a natural conversation of, well, I'm diabetic because it's an autoimmune disease, which means my body attacked itself, killed my pancreas. Now my pancreas doesn't work. So now I have to be my own pancreas, give myself insulin. It's a, you know, up and down roller coaster, but I'm doing what I can. I'm acting as a human body part. So 
you know, that's what diabetes is, not, you know, the cupcake that you ate or, you know, not, you know, someone who's overweight. So, no, I think through Instagram and I even have a lot of followers who aren't diabetic. That's why I make sure to tag every picture that I post with T1D looks like me because I am what diabetes looks like. I'm just a normal person, you know, living life and this is what diabetes is. You know, I totally agree with you. I think, uh, you know, I love that hashtag. I love that JDRF campaign. T1D looks like me because I think it's okay. And like giving permission to accept yourself as a diabetic, um, because I think a lot of teens, especially, and people have a tough time initially, uh, just accepting that, Hey, yeah, I have this and, and, and it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. I had a conversation with someone that I didn't really know that well, and I was telling them sort of about diabetics doing things, and they were this, like, guru, charlatan, terrible person. But they uh, they were saying, oh, well, like, don't define yourself by this, and, like, you're putting yourself in this box. And I was like, no, like, I'm really not. Like, this is who I am, and I can't change it, and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm totally fine with it. And I actually have found all these other people that I just automatically have something in common with, and we're all going through life the same way. And, but you know, it's hard to explain to someone it's easy to grasp the concept of type one diabetes, but then all the nuanced things, uh, about going through a day where you might eat the same thing, get the same amount of sleep, the same amount of exercise and everything from one day to the next and have a totally different experience. And I think that's, that's what's so cool about the community. It is. And like you said, I would, um, Oh, no, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, about being in the box of diabetes. I always say, I hate being diabetic. It's, you know, the worst thing that's ever happened to me. But also, it's given me a purpose. It's given me, you know, I feel like it is my purpose in life to show the world this is what diabetes is. Um, you know, educate, raise awareness, raise funds, and you know, break the stigma. And even though, like I said, diabetes is, it sucks. I, it has given me a purpose. I've gained so much discipline. I've gained so many friends from it. And, you know, I wouldn't change things. I'm I'm still hoping for a cure, obviously. (laughs) But, you know, diabetes has given me good things as well. Well, and I mean, wouldn't it be nice to just have uh, a bunch of friends who used to be diabetic? <laughs> you know? um, nice. I, I think I think that I mean, I, I think we're obviously all holding out on that. But in, in the meantime, just getting as by getting by as as, as good as we can. Um, right. Talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, as you're going through and and interacting with people, what what are some of the, the stories or interactions that you've had with other type ones or with just other, just regular, I guess, muggle people? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, fr- my friend Scriven, shout out to Scriven Bernard, who was on, on like episode uh, two of the podcast. Uh, he, he calls all non-diabetics muggles. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, you know, what, what interactions have you had with those people? What are the, some of the ones that stand out? You know, what... I take a lot of pride in is that I'm really, really active with the American Diabetes Association and JDRF and beyond type one. So I went from not knowing a single diabetic to all of a sudden I hold support groups for other diabetics um, 
with the American Diabetes Association is where I first got my foot in the door. They were having an event at their office and, you know, I, I didn't know that the American Diabetes Association could help me or what they really do or what they're all about. And I showed up and they were just so welcoming and, and they knew about Glitter Glucose, about my blog. So they asked if, you know, I wanted to hold a support group for diabetic children who speak Spanish and then a staff member would hold a support group for their parents. And, you know... I barely know how to manage my own diabetes, and here I am thrown in a room with other diabetic children who have been diabetic much longer than I have, even though they're younger than I am. And, you know, that was the first time I felt, you know, that was the first time I actually met someone in person, even though I had already been glitter glucose for a while and talked to people online. That was the first time I met people in person. And it was just, to see like another T-Slim attached to somebody's body, like I, the amount of acceptance I felt in that moment, it was just so rewarding. I, you know, I've had a T-Slim for a year at this point and I've never seen a device on anyone else. So to be in a room full of kids wearing it, kids pricking their fingers, looking at their fingertips that are all, you know, beat up. It was a room full of acceptance. And, you know, I've continued to do that. And I've branched out with other organizations. And, you know, that for me is the best part of being glitter glucose is being able to do those sort of things. And I want to touch on something that you had mentioned uh, just briefly there about mm -hmm. kids and like growing up quickly. Um, and it, type one diabetes really forces you to become an adult sort of in an instant, right? Cause you're now you have so many other things that you're concerned with or worried about uh, that you didn't have to think about before. And most kids like don't, uh, don't ever even consider. Um, right. So what, you know, what was that like, you know, obviously you being diagnosed later in life, um, you know, you got to see sort of the other side of it. Um, mm -hmm. and what did, what did that, what did that reveal to you? You know, I was 23. So at that point I thought I had my life all figured out. I know everything. And, you know, it was kind of like a slap in the face, like, well, now you have to change everything, you know, change every routine you have. And. I always say, you know, I live my normal life, but I have to pause so much in between. Like, I'll be with people and hanging out, and it's like, okay, let me step away. I need to do something, you know, diabetic-related. I need to check my blood sugar. I need to eat, whatever. Like, you know, I live a great normal life with so many pauses in between. But seeing a kid who, for example, there was an 8-year-old kid there who has been diabetic since they were one years old, they've been diabetic seven years. And at that point I had only been diabetic two years and he's quizzing me. He's like, so do you know how many carbs are in milk? And I'm like, actually, no, I don't. So, <laughs> you know, it's just like these kids, you know, they're mini adults. They're, they know what they're doing. They count carbs, they inject insulin. They know the warning signs of lows and highs, and 
you know, it was just a funny thing when he's like, do you know how many carbs are in milk? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't. So tell me. <laughs> so, you know, me being an adult, but still this kid, you know, knows so much more than I do. So on a daily basis now, now that you're, you know, you've come out in the diabetic community and you've, uh, you know, started to build relationships and start to just participate in the conversations, um, how did that affect your, your day to day? Like you said, uh, you mentioned earlier, just how happy you are and how much you love what you do with glitter glucose. Good Lord. I am struggling. Uh, <laughs> glitter glucose. Um, you mentioned how much you love it. Uh, what were the, what was that like? You know, what, how, how did you, you know, just finding all those people just kind of walk me through that, that feeling and that process. You know, initially it was me reaching out to people look, asking questions, learning from them, you know, taking advice from them. And, you know, my network of people just kept growing and growing. And now, you know, the, it's kind of reversed. I get so many messages every single day, so many comments, uh, like asking for advice or telling me like, you know, you inspired me to wear my pump on the outside or, you know, I never used to wear skirts and you wear skirts every day. And now I wear skirts. I'm not scared to wear a skirt with my pump. And, you know, so now people reach out to me and I love being that, you know, point of contact because I know what it's like not to have anybody. So, I mean, I have a full-time job, but you know, outside of the diabetic world, but I make sure that, you know, a few hours of my day are spent replying to these messages, replying to my comments and, you know, making sure that these people who, you know, I don't know if they have a di a diabetes in real life, you know, so I want to be their diabetes and I, you know, like I said, I know what it's like not to have anyone. And so I take a lot of pride in being that someone for somebody. And you bring up a great point. Social media now, specifically Instagram, I think, and and YouTube to a certain ex a certain extent, um, such a great way to connect. Like like you said, not everybody has a diabetes. Not everybody has uh, somebody that they encounter in their life. I knew some people when I was growing up um, that had type one, and they went to my school, but I wasn't close with them. Um, mm -hmm. And we just never really talked about it. We just kind of had it in common after I got diagnosed because I got diagnosed when I was 16. So um, like two more years of high school. But then, you know, I, I didn't really meet anyone again for years that had type one. And, and I'm fortunate now that I have a few friends that are um, that are in my like friend group that um, make like four or five type ones, which is really cool. And we have a lot of things in common. Um, and we have a, like our own Facebook message thread whenever we're having a bad day, we can just go in there and air it out. Um, but yeah, like, uh, what's that like to, to be able to connect and, you know, to, to potentially impact somebody who doesn't have anybody else to talk to about that? Um, I think it's super cool. I think so too. Like I said, I know what it's like not to have anyone. So now that I have the opportunity to be that someone for somebody, that's really important to me. And now, you know, it's not just online. Now I have friends in real life. Like I just went to LA last weekend for a JDRF event. And I, I've i met um, a lot of people in LA who have diabetes. So I got to reconnect with them. And I went to, I was a counselor at um, camp, diabetes camp for JDRF. 
and I, one of the campers, she's in her teens and she loves photography. So, you know, we go out, we hang out, we go out to eat. She takes pictures of me for my Instagram and, you know, it's a good time. So it's nice to have the online connections with people around the world, but it's nice to also have, you know, real life uh, connections. Well, you know what they say, uh, a friend who takes your photos for Instagram is a friend indeed, right? (laughs) Hold on on to that friend. That's really good. (laughs) I got to teach my husband. He needs to learn my angles so (laughs) I could be more active on Instagram. (laughs) That's very key. That's very key. My my girlfriend is an awesome uh, photographer and she's been uh, helping me out as well. So you just got to train him up. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, So he's learning. (laughs) (laughs) so uh let's talk about uh, let's talk about something from a like a message standpoint uh for you uh when you were diagnosed and and you know obviously already an adult um do you remember how you felt and like you know besides the doctor saying hey just give yourself shots and you'll be fine the overall message that that, did you have in that moment a sense that you were going to be just fine and that everything in your life was going to be you know available for you just like it always had been Well, my diagnosis was a slow learning process. Like when I went to the doctor, like I, you know, I self-diagnosed myself. So when I went to the doctor, he's like, yep, well, now you're going to take, you check your blood sugar once a day in the morning, and then you take 20 units of Lantus at night, and that's it. So he never mentioned counting carbs or checking my blood sugar every time I eat or giving mealtime insulin. So initially my life didn't really change at all. And I really didn't know, um, honestly, I didn't know if I was type one or type two diabetic. He didn't tell me that. So um, I post on my Twitter, back then I had a Twitter. I post like, OMG, I just found out I'm diabetic. And people were asking me, oh, type one or type two? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just know, you know, I take a shot every day. So, you know, that's how I lived my life for a year. And I noticed I wasn't feeling any better. I still was super tired. And, and you know, I wasn't even checking my blood sugar because what difference did it make if I pricked my finger in the morning at night? I still take 20 units of Lantus anyway. So in that year, I probably checked my blood sugar a total of three or four times. So, you know, it was, I wasn't feeling any better. And I went back to the doctor and I told him, you know, I'm still not feeling better. And he's like, okay, let's bump it up to 22 units of Lantus. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I'm still not feeling any better. So my sister at the time, thankfully, was in school to be a nurse and she's like, you know, I think we can be doing more. I think you can be feeling better. Let's see a specialist. So then we, you know, I had never even heard of an endocrinologist before. And here I am a year into being diabetic. And she took me to an endocrinologist. And I, she's like, so what's like your regimen? I'm like, I take 20 units of Lantus every night. And she's like, that's it? I'm like, that's all I do. She's like, do you count carbs? No. Do you take mealtime? No. Do you check your blood sugar? No. (laughs) So my doc, my endocrinologist was 
floored. She couldn't believe that I had been living that long um, that way. So immediately she put me on the pens and then, you know, I still kept on with Atlantis and she kind of taught me about counting carbs. And, you know, from that point forward, I was thinking, this is a little more serious than I initially thought. So why don't I start, you know, taking it upon myself to learn? And that's when I started my Instagram. And that's when I, I had never seen or even heard of an insulin pump before. So all of a sudden I start following diabetics and I see a device on them. I'm like, what is that? So I went to my doctor and I'm like, I see these people online. They're wearing something for diabetes. Why why aren't I wearing one? And she set me up with a pump company and I'm like, oh, so this is a lot more serious than I thought. So, you know, it's been a slow learning process for me and, you know, going from, oh, this is no big deal to, okay, this is serious. Oh, this is really serious. I need to make some changes. It's, you know, it's been a learning process. That is an unbelievable story. I, <laughs> wow. I, yeah. Uh, I bet you felt a lot better after you got some fast acting insulin, right? <laughs> yes. I wasn't feeling like a slug anymore. Wow. Yeah. That, that is unbelievable. But it goes to show you, right? Like even doctors in some cases don't mm-hmm. have as much awareness on how to properly treat type 1 diabetes because it's because it is more serious than just some lantus at night um yeah I, I think uh yeah that's a that's a fantastic story and it absolutely validates the reason why i do this podcast because i think the the first time i learned that not everybody has a great di- diagnosis experience like the one i had which was like a, i might as well have been diagnosed at the four seasons Um, and you know, once I, as soon as I realized that not everyone had that experience, I knew that it was important to spread the message of positivity. Mm -hmm. Um, and with that, I want to, I want to lead into my last question for you. Um, Mm -hmm. and this is the, this is the, uh, the big kicker. If you had one thing to say to someone who has just been diagnosed with type one, just one thing, uh, what would you tell them? (gasps) That's a tough one. Um, I would say see a specialist right away. This is not a joke. You know, you're going to be okay. You're going to live a normal life, but you're going to take a lot of pauses in between to check your blood sugar, to count carbs, to do so many things, but you're going to be okay. But make sure that, you know, you get educated first. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think I think that's the that's the message, right? You're gonna be okay. Um, and yeah, I, and I think you know you went from WebMD to a doctor thinking that you you know and then still weren't feeling well and then to an endo. Uh, I think that represents you know that's an extreme example of trusting the process. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's um, yeah I think that's that's the key, right? Just the, every day is a learning experience, and um, it will be okay. It will. Well, Paloma, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, it was great to meet you uh, via via Skype, and uh, okay. at, you know, after you know, interacting with you on Instagram for the last uh, year or so. So, um, yeah, just uh, really thanks. And uh, if if our followers want to and our listeners want to follow you, where can they find you? 
You can find me at Glitter Glucose on Instagram or GlitterGlucose.com. Fantastic. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Diabetics Doing Things. Subscribe to our newsletter for weekly emails and behind-the-scenes content. And if you or someone you know has an amazing story to share, send an email to rob at diabeticsdoingthings.com.